Hi, I'm Miss Marcy, and you are listening to Conversations with Miss Marcy podcast. If you are looking for watered down conversations, this might not be the podcast for you. I'm just saying. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Conversations with Miss Marcy. I am your host, Miss Marcy. And I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in every week. And if this is your first time listening, welcome. I want to also thank you because you could listen to any podcast and honey, Lord knows there's a million of them out there, but you choose to listen to this one. So I really do appreciate that. Thank y'all so much for sharing this podcast and also hit me up, you know, on um, um, social media and through my email and things like that. So I really do appreciate all, I appreciate all of that. So, all right, y'all. Ooh, first of all, let me say this. This podcast is um, actually was recorded on the 26th. So um, it's going to be, but due to technical difficulties, I had to publish, I'm going to, I'm going to have to publish it at a later date or whatever. Not too much later, but you know, just to let y'all know. So if y'all hear it a few days from the, like the, the topics that I'm going to be talking about, it's going to be probably old to you by the end, but so y'all know what's going on, but you know, they say better late than never. So anyway, y'all, man, I had me some good ass oxtails today. And guess where they came from? Marcy's Kitchen. Yes, Marcy's Kitchen. God damn it. Yes, I made them oxtails. They were really good. I don't make them often, um, but every now and then I like to, you know, throw some in the slow cooker and um, do what it do. So anyway... Um, all right, so the inauguration, I'm going to start off with that. Well, hold on, let me say this. First, I want to start by saying that I, I do want to acknowledge that today is the um, anniversary, the one-year anniversary of the death of Kobe Bryant, um, who he, he and his daughter Gianna and a, a few other um, victims. They were the victims of the um, helicopter crash that took place last year. Uh, Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gianna, Mr. John Altobelli, uh, his wife Carrie, and their daughter Alyssa. And so I just want to really acknowledge that. And I just, I'm like, damn, it's been a year already. Time be flying so fast, man. I mean, it goes so fast. It's scary, you know? I'm like, it just, I remember being a, a kid or whatever, or like in high school, and thinking a year was so long. Like if you had your little boyfriend or something, you'd be like, oh, we've been together for a whole year. And in high school time, a, a whole year, <laughs> a whole year, man, y'all was doing something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to discredit a year, but I'm just saying, I'm not trying to discredit a year in a relationship, but I'm just saying, a year is just not a long time. It's not. So anyway, yeah, I just feel like time is going by so fast that it's kind of scary. I mean, it really is. You look up and it's like, damn, where did the time go? So yeah, I definitely wanted to acknowledge that. And um, so we had the inauguration. And no, I did not do my chucks and pearls. I didn't do that. I thought it was cute though, but I didn't do it. And so... um. They had, a, you know, they had a lot of performances. Um, I like the fact that they started out the inauguration with the, um, it was like a memorial for um, the victims who were killed. I mean, not, not killed or whatever, but who, um, the victims who have, have died um, due to the COVID-19. So uh, it was 
basically Vice President Biden. I mean, I'm sorry. Damn, talking all crazy. President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris, uh, they paid their tribute to over 400,000 Americans who lost their lives to the pandemic. And so the um, they kicked, like I said, they kicked off the inauguration. It was a national moment of unity. Um, they went to the Lincoln Memorial to uh, participate in the lighting of 400 lights around the uh, Lincoln Memorial. And like I said, it was to reflect the lives of the lives that were lost during the pandemic. So I thought that was really nice. And it was really a, a, a you know, it was really a nice moment. And so um they so they had the uh performances lady gaga sang the national anthem which i think she done it she did a really good job she really did um you know she always wear her little costumes though to, you know <laughs> but i'm so used to gaga's costumes that where it's like okay that's this lady gaga but she does she has a nice voice and um yeah she she got out there and did her thing j-lo saying um you know don't get me wrong j-lo is a beautiful woman i like the fact that j-lo was there i like the fact that they had different performers that to me represented diversity you know what i mean um i like the fact that she was there j-lo is a beautiful girl but when it comes to singing when it comes to singing we she, she don't you know j-lo don't have the chops she's not a jennifer hudson or anything like that which we know but see when i think of inauguration i always want to see and hear people like jennifer hudson beyonce fantasia people with those soulful powerhouse type of voices you know what i mean and so i mean that's just me that's what i like to hear and and like lady gaga you know people like that but i mean you know jennifer did what she did she came she came and did what she was supposed to do so I thought Garth Brooks, I thought he had a nice, he had a nice performance. I loved his cover of Amazing Grace. His voice sounded so sweet. I mean, how sweet the sound. Okay. Very sweet. Just, it was really good. So I did enjoy that. And what was, oh, there were performance uh, by Katy Perry. Oh, Katy Perry and those fireworks was everything. I really enjoyed that. Like I, that was really good. She, she did that. She did that. And let me see, Andra Day did Rise Up. That song always seems to like want to bring tears to, to my eyes. I don't know what it is about that song. I, I'd liked uh, Aunt Clemens and um, featuring Justin Timberlake. They did their performance of better, better, a song called Better Days, which is very fitting for these times. And uh, Demi Lovato did Lovely Day. And John Legend did Feeling Good. They all were great. Those are pretty much like the performances that, that like I pretty much enjoyed. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch the whole inauguration. <clears throat> Excuse me. I didn't watch the whole inauguration, like, through the not, no, I I didn't sit through all those hours. I I, I did not do that. I, I had things to do that day, and I you know I was moving around, and I I just couldn't sit through the whole thing. But I did catch a lot of highlights and everything, and I, you know I, I caught up on it basically in my own way in my own time. Okay. Oh, let me tell y'all the 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 what I really enjoyed was um I'm not gonna call it a performance, but the poem reading by the young lady. Uh, what was her name? Amanda Gorman. Oh man, that was oh 
that poem was so phenomenal and she hit on a lot of good points. It seemed like she just spoke to America and she summarized and she just summarized everything up and she summarized it so beautifully. You know, I am a person who love words. I love to just hear people articulate in a, you know, in a just very intelligent, just Man, she just, and she did it. She wrapped it up in a pretty ass big old bowl. She just, she summed up everything that this country has been going through and what we hope to see in the near future. And I just thought it was a beautiful thing. Now she is 22 years old and I forgot what college she goes to, but I see a very bright future for her. And the thing is, Amanda Gorman, if you go back and, and, and watch some of her interviews and stuff, she has come through her own challenges as well, because I believe she had, I, I was watching the interview when she said she had like some type of speech. She had a speech um, issue growing up and she had, basically she had to overcome that. I mean, she's really, man, I see I see, I see her being so accomplished uh, by 25. And like I said, she's only 22 or somewhere like 22, 23. And the poem was called The Hill We Climb. And she has a book. I don't know how many books, but I know she has a book on Amazon. And it's like number one and two. So yeah, she she really, she she was she was a rock star, okay? I really loved her. I loved her. I was like, man... So, but yeah, so, and she was actually invited to do her poem by um, Dr. First Lady Jill Biden. And so, because she's not new to this, you know, she actually has done poetry for Barack Obama and other, uh, other um, people in that realm of, you know, Congress or whatever. And so... Yeah, she just, she really knew what she was doing. She got up there and did what she came to do and she did it well. And so what else? What else? Um, I was glad that um, nothing would, ha- when nothing happened, like I thought it would, because y'all know I was saying in my last podcast, I was like, you know, they're going to have to have a top, top, top security because we just don't know after everything, after the storming of the Capitol, I, I was just like, man, and, and, and I, you know, every time I think about that, I'm like, that was just such a disgrace, such a disgrace. Some of those people I've been hearing, they've been getting, they, you know, been getting arrested, you know, they got arrested and stuff or, you know, but still, I, I was just like, that was such a disgrace and a slap in the face to just, just period, just, just the, the American and just America, just, it was just a slap in the face to what we have fought for and everything just it was just disgusting okay just disgusting so nothing went down at the inauguration it sounds from what i saw it looks like the inauguration went very smooth and everything so that was good to see and also um trump's daughter tiffany got engaged she sure did she got engaged but y'all know we don't really hear about tiffany we always hear about ivanka but yeah tiffany got engaged or whatever and um, I guess maybe nobody really cared. I don't know. <laughs> but um, so now that we have our president in the office and our vice president, who is a lady, yay! Women are just, man, we, man, women are really doing the damn thing out here. You hear me? And so. 
now that we have them in the office and everything and um trump is being you know he's being um he's being um basically he he is being impeached or whatever and now it's like okay what is biden gonna do that's the question everybody and we all that's the question every it's on everybody's tongue but it's like we all know that things take time and just like i remember when barack got first got in office it was like okay he in office now what we gave him our vote now what <laughs> but i will say i do like the fact that it does seem like biden is going in and going straight to work it's like he's he's in office and i mean he's i see the updates when they they show what he's trying to do, like number one, he's trying to tackle this whole um, the, the COVID. You know, he's trying to tackle this whole pandemic. Also, I've been hearing talk about him wanting to do something about the student loans. I think they're wanting to give certain. I think they said something. First of all, I know they're gonna put some put the loans to the side. They're gonna you're not gonna have to pay on the loans for like some months. I, like pretty much almost a whole year. So they're going to, they're going to, they're going to lay these loans to the side, I guess. But it also heard that there's going to be some type of um, free tuition for college at some, some, I don't know how it's going to go exactly, but I just know that was the, the, the gist of it. I don't know all the details is what I'm saying, but I know that was the details with without all the specifics i guess i just paid attention to, to the to the biggest part the biggest the, the most important detail was that they're going to try to make some free tuition but you know college i always say is a big it's a big fucking college is a business i mean that's not let's not get it twisted it's a business and it, it's fucking i mean it's for real, the way college tuition is set up it's like highway robbery and the unfortunate part is a lot of people go to college and they come out with these degrees, especially like these business degrees and all this, this and that X, Y, Z, uh, you know, a bachelor's in this, a bachelor's in marketing, a bachelor's in, and, and, and they don't even use, they're not even able to use the degree. Yeah. They end up doing something totally different. Now, people who go into the medical field, I, I, I see those are the more, you know, there's all the, those are the more, um, and demand degrees and everything. And I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely all for education, but I, I for real lean more towards um, just getting a skill trade. And I'm not saying just get a skill trade, like it's nothing, but it's actually something that has come. It, it's become more of the thing to do. And in, in as, as time go on, you see, and Again, I'm not against education, but I, I just don't always feel like education has to take a four years. You know, you don't have to take four years to do it. It's just not, it's, it's not, it's not set up like it once was. So it's just like, yeah, I don't know. And, and I, I can do a whole nother podcast on that for real, for real. Cause you know, I got a whole lot to say about that, but in the meantime, I'm just going to leave it like this. I just, when it comes to college and his tuition and everything, it's, I, I feel like it's, it's unfair, the, 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 the debt that people accumulate with college degrees. And I've even heard some people say that they are, they're actually regret going to college. Uh, they, they feel like they wish they hadn't because they, like I said, they went, got accumulated a lot of debt. And then it's like, 
you're really not even working in your field. And then even if you do end up getting a job in that field, you're not even making a lot of money to where you can't even pay the loan back in a lifetime. And I think that's unfortunate. I don't, I don't think education should be that high, but like I said, college is a business. So they're going to get their coins. And I, I even read, I remember reading that um, economists were basically saying that people should lean more towards getting a skill trade. Because of what I just said, it's like a four-year institution is kind of like, yeah, you're, it's just too much. It's just too much at this point. So anyway, I didn't want to make this about what how I feel about college and everything. So, um, all right. So, so that's, that's basically what he's trying to do. And also he's making it his business and his priority to get Harriet Tubman um, on the, on, I don't know. I can't remember which, which bill it is, but on the money, she, he's trying to get Harriet Tubman on the, the, the money. Okay. Now, some people are saying that, you know, this is not enough. This is not going to make black people happy. We don't care about you putting Harriet Tubman on, on a, one of the dollar bills or whatever. We don't care about that. And now I remember years ago, black people complaining, saying that, oh, we need to get Obama on a, one of the, one of the bills or whatever, or something. We wanted a black person on there, but now it's like, they're like, it's not a big deal. We don't really care about that. It's not going to make us happy. And I, I I don't know. I mean, I don't really know. I mean, what do y'all think? What do y'all think? Because the argument is they need to give us reparation. Okay. They need to give us reparation because of what we had to endure through slavery. And from what I have been seeing and hearing um, as far as when it comes to Kamala and, and when it comes to the vice president and the president, they're not going to give reparations. They're not going to do that. But I'm going to be honest. I feel like this for those people who are saying that we deserve reparation. I'm not saying that we don't, but I'm just saying y'all know good and damn well. They're not, we're not getting that. We're not getting that. <laughs> we're not going to get that. But I, I don't feel like like some people are saying it's symbolism to just try to put us, put up, put a black face on the money that is still owned by the white man. They're saying that that's that symbolism, but you know, I, I don't know. I really, Hmm. I mean, when it comes to putting Harriet Tubman on the, the money or whatever, or, or a, a bill, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I can see where people would have a conflict with that though. I can see that because it's like, oh, you're going to take a slave who went through a lot during slavery and everything, just all the, the bullshit that, that slaves endured. You're going to take her face and put it on the money that you still own. So I get it. I definitely get it. But I, I just wanted to share with you guys that that is one of the arguments or one of the, you know, some of the um, backlash that, People are uh, basically saying, excuse me, damn, every time I get on here, I, I, every time I get on this damn microphone, I, you know, I don't know if it's the water I'm drinking or well, but I feel like I get the belching and shit. Damn, <laughs> excuse me if y'all heard that, okay? <laughs> it's like it just be coming from out of nowhere. <laughs> shit. But um, <laughs> sometimes you got to laugh at your damn self, you know? 
Sometimes you really do. You got to laugh at yourself. So anyway, now let me talk about these pardons, these pardons that um, Trump gave out. So he gave a pardon to Lil Wayne, Kodak Black, and Kwame Kilpatrick, okay? Now, I know he gave out some more, but those are just a few that I wanted to mention. Now, here's my thing about that. A person like Trump, when I first saw that, I said, Trump? He gave pardons to, to I, ain't, I ain't being funny, but I'm just going to say it. Look at Kodak Black. Okay, look at how he looks. And look at Lil Wayne. I mean, they, they look like the people that Trump, it, how can I, how can I word this? Oh, how can I get this out? Okay. Trump, I, I believe Trump has a, he has a specific view of black, black people. Okay. And it's not a good view. It's like the bottom of the barrel type of view, like a lot of white supremacists view us. So I believe a person with the image like like a Lil Wayne, like a Kodak Black, they represent that sector that people like Trump, how they look at us. You see what I mean? So I'm saying that to say that him giving them pardons, I think he did that just to make us Black folks think that he really was, you know, you know what I'm saying? It just... Like, like it was like, oh yeah, let them see that I, I, I did something or yeah, it just don't, I don't know. I just didn't feel like it was something genuine. I just think it was, there was a, a bit of a, a, a motive behind it. So, I mean, that's just my opinion though. Now Kwame Kilpatrick. Okay. So I don't know if you remember Kwame Kilpatrick, but he was the former mayor of Detroit, Michigan. And he got caught up in like this big ass scandal. Like he, I think back in 2013, he was convicted on 24 federal felony counts. Okay. Including mail fraud, wire fraud, and racketeering. And I mean, as quiet as it's kept, uh, it was also, he was also kind of, uh, he was like a suspect in a murder case, allegedly where this young lady had got killed. She was, I think she was a stripper or something, but somehow I I remember listening to it on, on crime. What is that podcast called crime? I can't remember the name of it, but, uh, what was it called? Now it's going to bother me because I can't think of it because I listened to it on there, but yeah, her last name was green and it was, um, it was really interesting, but they basically, tied her to him in some kind of way because I believe um it was something it was something I can't remember all the details but anyway so he had that going on and so like I said he ended up being um he was um sentenced to 28 years 28 years in prison and yeah so now he's out he's a free man he is a free man. And I mean, I guess you could say he did it. He did his time. I mean, not all of it, but he did his time. Now they were saying that some of, they were saying that his release brings back some painful memories, um, you know, for the former Detroit assistant chief. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I can say that I'm pretty sure that Kwame Kilpatrick is really, really happy and everything. But 
you know, he hurt a lot of people in Detroit when all of that stuff came out. I, re- I remember when that came out too, but he hurt a lot of people and you know, hopefully, you know, he comes out and he doesn't go back in for anything stupid. And that's another thing they were saying. That was the whole thing too. They were saying that Trump gave out all these pardons and, but he gave them to people who didn't deserve it. I mean, you know, like not to say that they didn't, they didn't deserve it, but it was more like it was a waste because these are these people are the Kodak Black and Lil Wayne, and they're probably going to end up back in jail and things like that. Or they're probably going to do something stupid to get themselves back in. So why give pardons to them? Why not give the pardons to people who deserve it? Like like the woman who got sentenced to what five years because she lied on. Her, she lied about the, her her child's address so her her so her child could go to another school, you know. So stuff like that. Those people deserve pardons, not people who are you know basically going to just find themselves back in some type of legal trouble anyway. And also, he was um, Kwame was um, he got caught up in that that cheating scandal with Christine Beatty, and yeah, it was just a lot. He did a lot. You know, so yeah, like I said, um, he basically, like I said, he hurt a lot of people. He did. He hurt. He hurt a lot of people. Um, and I don't know. Hold on, y'all. Let me see some. Let me see some. Yeah, her name was Tamara Green. Was the stripper that he? Uh, and the, the podcast was called Crime Town. Crime Town Podcast. And her name was Tamara Green. And man, I listened to that. I was like, oh, wait. Mm, 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 mm. So anyways, so that was going on or whatever. And let me say this. I want to speak on the Simpsons predictions. Now, I've been seeing this for a long time. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with y'all. At first, I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, oh, people be talking about the Simpsons. Be, but they done predicted this and predicted that. And when Trump won, that is when I really started paying attention. Like, whoa, because they, you know, they showed how the Simpsons did an episode back in the 2000s, back in the early 2000s. And they predicted that Trump was going to be president one day. So, okay. I remember seeing that and thinking like, okay, that could be just coincidental. Cause y'all know Trump had been talking about running for a couple of years or whatever. So I was just like, well, maybe they just pulling from that. The fact that he's talking about it. But let me tell y'all, when I just saw a clip from a old Simpsons episode, uh, I think it was like the early 2000s, where Lisa Simpson had became president. She became president and she beat Donald Trump. Okay. So already they predicted that, that Donald Trump would be president, but then they turned around and predicted <laughs> that Lisa will become president after beating him. Okay. And when she won, Lisa wore a Lisa Simpson wore a purple like pantsuit and she had on pearls. <laughs> I said, what? Somebody better tell me something about these Simpsons predictions. I mean, for real, ain't that kind of spooky? Mm. I'm sorry, y'all. That is just kind of creepy. Mm-mm. <laughs> but I guess somebody going to tell me, explain that to me. She had on a pantsuit and pearls. 
There's no way. And the fact that she's a female, there's no way. That was back in the 2000s. We are in 2021. Mm, okay. All right. So did anybody, did y'all watch that Keisha Cole and Ashanti versus battle? Now, I watched it, but I didn't watch it, if that makes sense. <laughs> so, man, let me tell you. I, I really wasn't hyped for this battle. And I don't know why. It's because I like Ashanti and I like um, Keisha Cole. But I don't know. It was something. I, I, I was just like, I, I didn't know if they were a good match. Because they person their personalities just seem a little different. I mean, I'm not saying that you gotta base it off personalities, but I was trying to think about both of their catalogs and I don't know. But anyway, so the, the verses probably it finally went down after being canceled like what two or three times prior. One one reason was because Ashanti had COVID and everything. And so it finally went down. I think it was like was it last Thursday or something like that? Um I was sitting here watching Law and Order, honey. That's why well, I know it probably was a Thursday, but I was sitting here watching Law and Order. And so as I was watching it, I had my, I had the verses on my phone or whatever, and I just had my phone sitting next to me. And so I'm looking, I'm like, okay, Ashanti come out. She's sitting there. Ashanti looks amazing. She always look amazing. I always, I always liked her style and her, just her, just, you know, just the way she dressed and everything. I just always like her style. She, whoever her style is, is or has been over the years man they always done an amazing job with Ashanti so anyway she's sitting out there and everybody's waiting on Keisha Cole and next thing I know a whole damn hour and like 30 minutes done went by I was sitting there and I wasn't even really watching it like I said I had my phone to the side of me and I was looking at Law and Order or whatever but every periodically I would peek in and just kind of look and I see Ashanti just still sitting there she's singing to the you know to the people and everything <laughs> So I'm like, oh my gosh, where the hell is Keisha? I'm like, there Keisha, there she go, being Co- Keisha Coleslaw, that that diva attitude, that diva ness, you know, being late and shit. Then so she finally shows up or whatever, and she showed up and she was like had an attitude, right? Um, basically, Ashanti was like, um, so no, she was like, so how are we gonna start this off? You know, how are we gonna start this off? That's what Keisha Cole said. And Ashanti was like, um, she's like, well, you know, you, she was like, uh, you go ahead, go ahead and start it off, KC. I, you know, I've been, I've been warming them up. And Keisha was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I, I ain't going first. We already agreed that she was gonna go first. I was like, oh wow. Ashanti was looking like, bitch, no, bitch, I've been out here for the hour and past hour and thirty minutes. I mean. She didn't say that, but I'm pretty sure she was thinking it. But I will say Ashanti, she kept her poker face on pretty much. She, she, you know, she didn't basically bite into the bullshit when Keisha was having her little attitude or whatever. I won't say that Keisha just had it. I won't say that Keisha had an attitude the whole time. Um, which, I mean, she was just more vocal and hers was more obvious because I, I was peeping little shady stuff from Ashanti too. Like for instance, so as they got going or whatever, everything was just, it was just, they was kind of all over the place. Number one, number two, first of all, I didn't like the way uh, uh, they were lined up. Like it was like Ashanti was on top and Keisha, Keisha was on the bottom, but where Keisha was, all the chats were coming through. So you couldn't even really see her. I couldn't see her. And then Keisha's audio wasn't good. And they said that 
because she came on after the, the verses and came on and did a uh, did a video on her IG talking about why she was late, uh, you know, why she was late and everything. And they she was saying something about because certain things wasn't right and she didn't like this or she didn't like that, so she almost didn't come out. Excuse me, but my thing is, regardless of what you don't think is right or whatever, you still got people waiting on you, so it's not cool to be having nobody just waiting like that. Like people waited way too long for her. Mm. and so people waited too long so it's kind of like just rude to the fans or whatever but anyway like i said they were all over the place um it, it just seemed like like i said starting off keisha seemed like she was trying to bully shanti like you're gonna go first <laughs> then she was just kind of she kind of cut her off and was like all right well i'll go i'll go whatever but i didn't like that i'm like ooh. so you couldn't see Keisha for real. She wanted to dance really bad. She kept trying to stand up, but we her the way they were lined up, it just didn't it wouldn't didn't work out. Then her audio had the nerve to be bad. So it's like, and see, I'm the kind of person if the audio ain't good anyway, I'm starting to tune out because I don't like the strain to hear nothing. I don't like mm mm. So she just she just it was just bad to be honest, and it was just bad. And so. And then when every time Ashanti, no, every time Keisha was seeing Ashanti was talking to people on her background or whatever, Ashanti kept playing with her hair the whole dang on night, kept, kept announcing the Doritos and the, the you know, the, <laughs> the Ciroc and Doritos endorsements or whatever. <laughs> but um, <laughs> they both just kind of act like they just had other places they would rather be. I, um, Ashanti kept texting on her phone and I already think that's rude as fuck when I see people doing that anyway you know when you in the presence of other people and you you all texting or whatever I just think that is so fucking rude but Ashanti kept that's what I'm saying she kept doing little stuff herself Ashanti struck me as a, a passive aggressive kind of person um, just throughout the years of watching her in interviews and stuff she always seems like she tries to give a PR answer about a lot of things and I know a lot of a lot of those celebrities do that but she just she just always keeps it cute. She keeps it classy. I will give that to her, but she just, she just seemed passive aggressive to me. And I do, I do feel like Ashanti kind of checked out of the whole thing when Keisha was late. I mean, because I probably would have, it's like, damn bitch, you an hour and 30 minutes. Like, like who, who, who's time you think, I mean, who you think got time to just wait on you. And that's another thing with these versus battles. Anyway, they need to start. They need to stop starting late like i guess they feel like oh people ain't got shit to do they they at home it's a pandemic going on they they gonna wait for us no they need to stop thinking like that they need to stop doing that because you know people be sleepy have sleep watching these damn versus battles so i just think that's just rude to the people and kisha did come on and issue she came on and issued an apology whatever and some of her fans was like yeah i ain't got to apologize you know we your true friends your true fans understand uh yes she did need to she did need to apologize because it's just rude it's just bottom line it's just freaking rude so they had all that going on. It was just a lot going on. A lot of people saying Ashanti won. Um, I didn't really, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't really watch it full with my full attention to even really say who, who won. I'll say, I'll say Ashanti won in class. She won with her, her attitude and her, 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 her grace. I mean, because even though she was being a little shady, she, it, it wasn't obvious and she was still kind of cool about things or whatever. And I did notice that, Keisha was really like 
basically like fanning out to Ashanti. Like she was all into Ashanti's music and stuff, but Ashanti really wasn't, I don't know. Like I said, she kept texting in her phone, playing with her hair. Keisha Cole kept getting up, like getting up, getting up, getting up. And I'm like, what is going on? They both just seemed like they were just not there for real. And then when they were leaving, when they were getting ready to leave, Keisha acted like she wanted to just hurry that thing up. Like, let's hurry. Okay, let's hurry up. Let's hurry up. Let's go. So I, overall, they did not give us a good versus battle. I, I really didn't. I really didn't. I couldn't get into it like that. Like I said, I was peeking in on it. I was doing other stuff. And um, yeah, I just, I felt like it could have been better. It could have been much, much better. And then to top everything off, um, Y'all remember that rap? Yeah, that rapper. What's his name? Ot Genesis. Him and Keisha Cole got into it. Not the. I can't remember how long ago it was, but they got into it real bad. Where, um, they got into it because he had he had used he had sampled one of Keisha's songs and she didn't like it or whatever. So they got into it. They had exchange some exchange of words, um, on Instagram and stuff or whatever social media. And it was really it got really ugly. It got really ugly because he started throwing shade at Keisha's mama, you know, her mama, Frankie, who used to be on drugs and everything. And so she, he was just throwing shade at her family and her sister, Nephi, you know, she got in it and they were going back and forth. It was just really freaking ugly. So to see him, OT Genesis, he was there with Keisha. And obviously they don't work. They've worked it out and they're not, you know, beefing anymore, but still that's not the point. This dude disrespected your mom and your sister or whatever. You're just, just your whole family, including you, but you sitting there cool with him and stuff. She, uh, you know, Kiki and with him and shit like that. But see, I've heard people say that Keisha is kind of like that. She will sit back and let people kind of go in on her family and stuff like that. And she really won't say much. But when they say something about her is when she kind of stand up and really be trying to like, you know, defend herself or whatever. But but see, I, I have a family member like that. I have a family member like that, that they, this person will let someone else disrespect their family, disrespect the family or whatever, and just won't even really say nothing. They will let a person be rude and dismissive towards the family, but they really won't even acknowledge it, or they won't even they won't even say they they just won't even defend the family. But when it comes to themselves, they will. So I, I kind of I can see that. So I can see that Keisha is like that too. So, but yeah, but yeah, that's not cool. So I don't know why she would be cool, but her sister wasn't having it her sister got on social media and was going in <laughs> so yeah i mean i would have too this dude sat up and talked about our mama and you know you okay well whatever so yeah so but that was the verses or whatever i just really wasn't really wasn't into it and like i said i like you Cole and ashanti i do feel like i do feel like in, in the industry ashanti both of them are kind of uh, I want to say both of them are kind of underdogs, but mm, I think Ashanti more. Uh, well, Ashanti at one point, everybody know Ashanti was that chick. Okay. She was that chick back in the early 2000s. You know, baby, I'm not always there when you call, but I'm always on time. Man, y'all remember what, man, that was the first song I heard from her. She featured on Ja Rule with, with you know, that or whatever. And I mean, it was just all about Ashanti from what, 2000 all the way up until like, hmm, 2000, I say about 2003, 
because she started kind of going down. And I think that's when Murder, Inc. started going down. And then Beyonce had dropped her album in 2003 and she pretty much shut it down. I remember that because I actually, that year, Beyonce dropped her solo album. Ashanti dropped her second album. Uh, It was the chapter two. And Monica dropped her album uh, after the storm. And I remember because I bought all three of those CDs or whatever. And so I just remember, yeah, Beyonce had came and blew everybody out the water for real. But anyway, so, but yeah, Ashanti had a nice run. And and I think even though people used to try to say she couldn't sing, I think that Ashanti, Ashanti still won a lot of people over because she was really pretty. I mean, she was very pretty. She's, I mean, and she's still very pretty. She's a, just a fly chick. And she had a nice enough voice. Let's see that go to show you too. That's how, you know, the industry started to get more into looks as opposed to talent, because here it was, everybody was saying she can't sing. She can't sing, but she, I mean, she was doing them numbers. Ashanti has made history in her own way. So it's kind of like, I won't take from Ashanti. She has made her, um, she has made her mark in the industry and everything. Um, but, and she hasn't always been given her credit. Like the whole situation with J-Lo, uh, I believe Ashanti was, her vocals was on one of J-Lo's songs. I can't remember which song it was. And J-Lo never acknowledged it. He never, she never, she never gave Ashanti her credit or whatever. And so basically, yeah. So, and, and I guess it was because J-Lo was who she is, I guess, because at the time when she, when Ashanti came out, this, cause this was around the time Ashanti first came, came out or whatever. And I guess, you know, J-Lo was already, she was already, you know, in the game heavy. So it's kind of like, you know, but yeah. So, all right. So uh, that was the versus battle. And what else happened? What else happened? Um, oh, yeah. So the, the Salt and Pepper movie came on, y'all. The Salt and Pepper movie came on. Did how many of y'all did, did a lot of did y'all watch that? Okay, I tuned into it or whatever. I did. I tuned into it. And let's see. So I let me tell you. I thought it was good. I mean, no, no, let me say this. I thought it was okay. I thought it could have been better. Because here's my thing. And the reason why I say that is because I feel like this. You can't do a biography or biopic or whatever. You can't do a biopic on a group of three, but only tell the story of two. And then, and then the focus was on the two friendship that the friendship of those two. That's the only thing I didn't like about it. I feel like, they, I don't know, it just kind of seemed like it was kind of rushed. Like there was some parts that they kind of left out certain relationships that I wanted them to expound a little bit, a little more on. But so basically they just kind of show how they met. They two met, basically they were in college and everything. And uh, Salt was working for Sears, the call center. She was working in the call center at Sears and Pep was new to the school and everything and, and ended up, they ended up um, basically um coming in contact with each other and 
salt helped Pep get on at Sears and the call center. And also working at that call center was Kid and Play. At the time, they were aspiring rappers and also was Martin Lawrence. And he was an aspiring comedian at the time. And so I thought that was cute to see how they all kind of met or whatever. And at the time, Salt was dating Herbie Lovebug which I think he was their producer or something like that manager or whatever. And they were dating before they, they were, those two were dating before the group even became what it was. He was actually the person who put the group together and it just showed like them just kind of like how their friendship, how their friendship started. They, they became friends really fast. And see, I actually like these biopics, but I like VH1s better. Because VH1's biopics be really fucking good. Like the new edition was really good. Um, the TLC one, the TLC was really good. Like the V, I noticed the VH1's compared to the to, to Lifetime, VH1's biopics are much better. But anyway, so like I said, um, I enjoy biopics and stuff because I also like to know the behind story on a lot of stuff like music and, 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 and movies and things like that. I used to always watch the E! True Hollywood Story. I used to love VH1's Behind the Music. Oh, my gosh. And just stuff like that. And when when I used to buy CDs, you know, when CDs were in, I used to always go straight to look at who produced what song, who wrote what song. I'm just always interested in the backstories about things. So I'm always into stuff like this. I like watching documentaries and stuff like that. I, and when, when I watch movies and shows, I'm always looking at the credits and I just always like to know who was, who was a part of the project. So anyway, so it basically showed us like i said how the two came together and became friends and everything and how they started to go through life and how they started to date certain men and when they first got pregnant and everything uh when pep first got pregnant by that her dude or whatever she thought he was gonna be happy he was like eh, 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 eh. i thought you were on the pill but you know i guess she said to hell with him and she had the baby anyway and then Salt was with Herbie. Like I said, he was she was with Herbie Lovebug and he ended up he was cheating on her. He ended up having a baby on her and all that type of shit. Salt was dealing with bulim- being bulimic bulimic. She would you know how that that where they eat the food and then they go throw it up. She was doing that. I didn't know that about Salt. I guess she was worried about her weight, but Salt was thin back then, but she done blew the fuck up now. I ain't tripping. I ain't, I mean I ain't trying to throw no shade because hell, I done put on a few pounds too, and I get it. But damn, and hers is all in her face too. I was like, man, and I think they look good, but you can tell Pep done had a whole lot of work done. And let me tell you what I thought was cute too. Um, also on the movie, they had this part where they had this part where um, these girl, this this fake producer had basically had these other fake salt and pepper lookalikes performing acting like salt and pepper that was in the movie but those actors the two girls who played that part were actually salt and pepper's daughters in real life i thought that was cool i was like oh they they get to play their moms just like i thought it was cool when ice cube's son o'shea played him on straight out of compton and when he, when Ice Cube went to go basically uh, threaten the record label about his money or whatever, he was, I mean, the O'Shea playing him, his son playing, his, O'Shea Jr. playing oh, the big, uh, I, I, O'Shea Sr. or whatever. So he was like, yeah, he was like, I got a baby on the way. And it was just cute because like basically 
Ice Cube's wife, Kim, was pregnant with O'Shea, the son at the time. So to see O'Shea playing that more, I just thought that was cool. So anyway, so yeah, that was Salt and Pepper's real daughters in real life playing them on that part. Salt was always the wild card, it seemed like. And she was always kind of masculine, kind of muscular, just kind of, you know, kind of, you know. And um, they show how she got with Tretch or whatever. I was surprised Tretch didn't have the, nothing to say about this because, they, you know, they depicted him to be very aggressive and had an anger issue. But now I did hear, I think Pep wrote a book or something some uh, not that long ago where she talked about him actually being abusive. I think he probably didn't say nothing about this movie because it didn't actually show him hitting her. They didn't show that. They just basically showed him yelling at her and just having a temper. But that was about it. But... So, yes, yeah, so needless to say, uh, Spinderella had a lot to say because, again, like I said, they, when I said you can't do a biopic of a group of three and just only tell the story of two, and that's what I was referring to. So, as we saw in the movie, they, com- they com- conveniently just left Spinderella out. Like, I remember looking at it like, damn, would well, Spinderella not talk? shit she it was like she would just be in certain scenes and just now true enough she did come in the group a little after they had already became established but still she came early enough in the group's life in the the lifetime of the group she came early enough to still be acknowledged for what she contributed to the group and even in later years like when they did what shoot she even had a fucking verse she even had a verse you know what i'm saying and I, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Like, how did they leave her out? <laughs> why did they leave her out? Why did they not, why did they not tell her part of the story or her input of the story? You know, I mean, like I said, she had a verse on shoot and, you know, yes, my man says he loves me. Never says he loves me. Not know how to me good and touch me in the right spot. So yeah, the guys that I've had, they try to play all that max shit. But every time they tried, I said, that's not it. <laughs> and she wasn't no bad rapper. Matter of fact, y'all know what? She had a song that she did with Big Daddy Kane years ago. She did a collaboration with Big Daddy Kane years ago. Because I remember hearing it. And I remember thinking like, who is this? And I remember when I found out it was Spinderella, I was like, what? So I don't know. She, I mean, she wasn't a nobody to the group. And and somebody, some people were trying to say that Salt and Pepper was jealous of her because she was prettier than them. But I think in that group, all of them were pretty. You know, Salt and Pepper, they were fly. They were sexy. They they were trendsetters. I remember the Stacks haircut. <laughs> they brought that shit in. But I think all of them were pretty. So I don't know. I just, I don't know what the issue might have been with, with, you know, with them. But there was definitely an issue. You know, they were, like I said, they were, they were, they were trendsetters. They were feminine. They were, I mean, they were just, they were hot. But I don't think it was nothing about nobody being prettier than the other. I, I, I just, I don't think that, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think that. And not only that, I feel like this. So we saw in the movie and we know in real life that Salt turned her life over to Christ and everything. And that was one of the, that was really the reason why the group broke up because Salt didn't, according to the movie, Salt just couldn't do it no more. She just wanted to live her life for Christ. and, And there's nothing wrong, ever wrong with that. But here's the thing. So even with that, okay. So as a woman who is, basically you know a christian and everything 
you should know that what y'all doing to Spinderella is wrong. So how do you do that to her? And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, because it's obvious. I mean, that was just blatantly wrong. And I don't know. It's like, I know Spinderella got that lawsuit going on with them already, but I still feel like in some way there still should have been a way for her to be involved on this project. And it's like, it, it solidifies her her gripe with them anyway. Is that you 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 leave me out, you, you treat me like you know what I'm saying, like I just never belonged in the group. I don't know. It's just crazy. That is, that's really crazy. Speaking of Spinderella, she actually has a, a daughter with um I didn't know this, but she has a daughter with Kenny Anderson, which Kenny Anderson is the ex-husband of Tammy Roman. And so, um, uh, Spinderella's daughter and Tammy Roman's two daughters, uh, was it jazz and lyric? So they're all sisters. I'm like, oh, okay. So, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know. Hopefully these girls will work out their issues or whatever. And, you know, hopefully they'll they'll get it together. Cause I mean, that's just crazy. It's just crazy that I just couldn't believe they left her out like that. I was like, I'm like, okay, when is Spinderella going to say something? She don't never talk. She don't never talk. But, um, what else? Oh, you know what? Speaking of, speaking of all of this, I was watching, um, I was flipping through my TV channel and I saw, that that you know that that streaming platform that you see it on YouTube is called Fox Soul. It's got all these shows and stuff on there. They're actually a local channel. Like they're because so I have a Roku TV, right? And I noticed that it, it. I know it did an update or whatever. And then I noticed I have all these new channels. Like it's damn near like it's cable because I don't have cable and I don't have cable by choice. I don't want cable. It's just too much. I mean, why have cable when you have all these streaming services? I have a Fire Stick. I have a Roku TV. I ha- I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't need cable. So, but I noticed on my Roku TV, it was like, like I said, all these new channels. And I'm like, and I was flipping through them the other day and I said, damn. But I saw Fox Soul was one of them. And I was like, oh, okay. Because like I said, I'm seeing it on YouTube, but now it's on my actual TV. I mean, I think that's pretty cool that they're moving into that direction. And I and I think too, with this whole pandemic and stuff and, and, and all these people, and let me say Claudia Jordan is doing her thing. She really is. I I, I can take her serious as a um as a interviewer or whatever. A lot of these celebrities they're doing stuff like podcasting and they're doing shows where they're interviewing other celebrities and, and I'm just I'm not here for it I'm be honest with you but there are a few that are slipping through the cracks and I'm like oh, okay okay so and, and I'm and I'm starting to feel like Claudia Jordan is one of those people because I'm I'm really like feeling her um what she's bringing her content I, I'm I really am but that Fox Soul platform is like a it's like a it's like a honestly like a BET for real and I'm liking their little news segments that they have on there because they, I can take them serious. I can take them. They're very professional, you know, and it's just, it's just not a, 
it's not ratchet. It's not, I mean, it's very professional. It's very classy. So I can, I can kind of take that serious. So yeah, I'll be watching their little news segment and stuff. So, but yeah, so I think, um, that was the, the, the gist of what I want to say about the, um, the movie, but what made me think about Fox soul was when I, when I just talked about, um, Tammy Roman's daughter, jazz, she's jazz and lyric. Her daughter jazz is actually on a show called the mix on that comes on Fox soul. So that's what kind of made me think about Fox soul, whatever. But, um, yeah, she's on there with a uh, little Romeo, which is, um, masterpiece son and, um, Zanique, which is, uh, uh, tiny and T well, tiny's daughter or whatever. So, but yeah, um, but yeah, I think that was mainly it about the movie. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I just, I think the a big chunk that took away from it was the fact that they didn't include Spinderella. Uh, that was just, yeah, it was just, just kind of wild, you know? And I just don't, I don't really feel like there was no reason for it. Yeah, I don't really feel like there was no reason for it. Peppina had a lot of work done on her face, too. Oh, she done had a lot of work done, baby. You can look at her and tell. I looked at her and I was like, what the hell? Like, she looked like a damn, she looked like a, um, I don't know. I mean, she looked good, but it, she looked kind of fake. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she looked fake. I don't know. Some people just need to leave their face alone. Just leave stuff alone. Like Lil' Kim. Lil' Kim just, uh-uh. She just, ooh, she done tore herself up. She done tore herself all the way up. All the way up. So, I don't know. But, yeah, like I said, I hope uh, Spinnerella get what she deserves and everything. Anybody who, who knows their salt, they're going to fight for basically what they know is right and i i believe that i think that she did contribute to that group she did she contributed to that group and i think that she should get i don't, I don't understand why they would do that to her though like what would be the reasons if it's not about jealousy or anything are, are they just playing no selfish or they just do they just feel like because they're it's because i think they're older than her i don't know but yeah uh, i don't know so anyway but yeah that was it y'all oh ooh, i didn't mean to make this this long i'm gonna go ahead and let y'all go <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and let y'all go and i'm gonna go ahead and go i'm gonna go ahead and go and um so y'all thank you so much for tuning in and i will talk to y'all next time until then y'all be safe all right, and I will see y'all again. Well, I'm sorry, I'll talk to y'all again here soon. All right, guys, that's a wrap. And once again, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Now, don't be stingy. Go ahead and share this podcast. And don't forget to follow on social media. Remember, you might get glad about what I said, or you might get mad about what I said. Either way, I said what I said. Till next time, y'all take care. Bye.